Yo, what's up, world? This is Run. What's up, good people? This is Awo Oshayun, and welcome back to the Who Made Child Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the time from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. We are back with another episode. I think we got a good one for the people this time, Fafore. Yeah, I mean, I think all of them are good, but oh, I might be biased, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know, but you know, this one she, uh, she is going to be special for us because she spent so much time teaching us how to dialogue with spirit. So I think, I think this one is going to be a special episode for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey man, I see you got them uh, little dashiki joints in all the places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I got a lot of them, but at my. Uh, at my shade five, one of the taboos that I received was that I couldn't wear such busy prints. Right. So I had to put a lot of them in the back of the closet. I mean, I had a gang of them too. I was ready to go. Man. I was finna be, be African and African American, man. I see. I thought you robbed a uh, little African situation, <laughs> little, little African swap nigga. You, you held the place up. I said, you got all the places. Yeah, man, I got some. I got some bad ones in there too, man. They just too busy. Oh, okay. Well, then you know, get them off. Get them off to me. I'll yeah, do something with them till the time to come back. I see you got. I see you got on the one. Is that one of the ones that you had made in Nigeria? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this made in Nigeria. So um, I was like, you know, I gotta wear it sometime. But man, that was about what three years ago when I got these made and you know I, I'm trying to get into it you know I'm I'm trying to get more into my African out of my African-American <laughs> situation but you know this it kind of really ain't my thing but you know what I'm saying the ELA you know for all the events we wear African friends so they trying to you know make me get into it more so you know what I'm saying I'm trying to lean into it gracefully it fits you well man you look good man I appreciate you I feel uh dignified <laughs> and once we start wearing these uh these linen joints man then that's when we gonna really uh <laughs> expand in the scene how when we i sent you a um a picture of one today i didn't send it to your phone though i sent it to the ig so i was trying to uh see if you could see it i was like man i'm feeling these right here <laughs> yeah man i'm telling you when i get to really where i need to be on my spiritual journey the uh I don't even know what they call them, uh, but it's like the they kind of like you know. And somebody in the comments tell us what the name of them is. They kind of like joggers, but they like baggy in the crotch area. They like yeah. some kind of some yoga pants, but they got a name to it. But I don't, yeah. I don't know the name. You know what it remind me of? It remind me of the the pants that people wear when they jump out of planes. See, I didn't even know people had special uh, pants to jump out of planes. So it'd be on movies. It'd be on movies. It usually be like a ninja or. Uh... <laughs> I think the ninja fly... be wearing ninja outfit. Nah, he be flying. He be flying like a uh, like like the flying squirrel. That's what it looked oh, like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's a whole outfit, though. That's right. Like <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I'm gonna wear those pants with the. Um, uh either the com the canvas converse with just like a white v-neck like a tight white v-neck tee there you go man that's when you lose me right there i'm telling me 
So what you gonna have on with a polo shirt? I'm just uh, the the only word that I heard in that was tight. I ain't. I just. I ain't. I mean, them. okay. I mean, like it fits. How about that? Yeah, but sometimes yeah. fit though. I don't know, man. You be with the hoochie daddy shorts and things like that, so I don't even know. Hey, don't judge me. But anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get you know started with our special guest for today. Yeah. Family, how y'all doing? We doing well. How you doing? I'm good. Can't complain. Can't complain at all. What's going on, y'all? We appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk yeah. to us. I appreciate y'all inviting me. It's all love. Y'all know that. All love. Love. All you see love. how you see how Iadami hit us with the African joint too, though. Right. I felt like y'all was gonna be on that today, so I was like, <laughs> "Let me join in. Let me, you know." I saw the last one. I'm like, "Oh, they they in their attire. Okay, let me put my attire on." So, so what know, happened was, I want to be appropriate. <laughs> what happened is last interview I had on a t-shirt and my fitted. Oshayun came in with a whole dashiki, like, "Hey, yeah." Yeah, he got, got you. He, he, he didn't give you the memo. He was scandalous for that. But it's all right. right. I see y'all together now. Right. It's all but good. We in sync. We in sync. That's the right. collective consciousness we be talking about. Exactly. I said. Right. It was before, you know, we had started. So I can go change real quick. So, you know, it's sure. now shining me. But um, but I wanted to start off by telling people how we know Iadami. Man. So so y'all all know the story. We told you this a couple of times about how Oshayun got a reading and then told me all of this stuff that I thought sounded ridiculous. So I had to get my reading to find out that make sure that this dude he was talking about was legit. Right. So I'm sure you all heard of the saying, um, the patience of Joe. Mm. <laughs> Oshayun is the exact opposite, right? <laughs> no patience extra thirsty. He needs to have mm. it right now. Yeah. So I thought me and my brother was going to actually do it together. Nah, he went ahead and scheduled his appointment and said, hey, what was it? Uh, Halloween weekend? Nah, yeah, Halloween weekend. Yeah, Halloween weekend. He said, I'm going. I said, whoa, I done read some wild things. I need a little bit more time to kind <laughs> of, you know what I'm saying, read into this a little bit. Mm. Give me a little bit of time. So, Oshayun goes ahead, does his in November. Now, that the ceremony, um, the hand of Ifa or Ishefa, at the end of it on that Sunday, you get what's called a, a reading or a divination, right? And the thing that's special about this, you have multiple priests there. Mm. But Oshayun being thirsty, he had about three, three, four priests there. That's 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 a, that's a lot of people, right? Yeah, that's a good number still. Yeah. But see, that's, a good number. that's a good number. That's a good number. I mean, that's solid. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. More competent priest. Yeah, that's dope. You're going to come out with a lot of information. Right. But as they say, good things come to those who wait. I said. So I, I waited, right? So I got mine about a month later. And at that time, it's right around our Luo's birthday. So a lot of people come into town for that. And then there's mm. some, some, some rituals and things that, that we do um, the couple of days going into the new year. I mm. have 15, 17 different priests, <laughs> right? So mine was jumping, jumping. Iadami was one of the priests that was there. Now, 
I didn't grow up in the church. And the one of the things about church was, to me, it seemed like a lot of stuff that you had to know, like the politics and this person is this. And it, it was all of that. And because I didn't grow up, it always seemed weird when I was there. So at first, coming into E5, it seemed like church. You got the, the pastor and then you got some deacons and all that. It seemed like a, a whole lot, right? Until Iadami walked in. And... She doing her thing. I said, "Hey, if 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 she can get that, like like if this, if they cool with this, like oh, I I can get behind this." Right. You know, okay. She seemed to be like really down to earth, mm -hmm. and it wasn't what I was expecting from you know the head of the usher board. So, <laughs> so I want to say thank you, Is, because because of you, I, I knew I was going to be all right. I said, right. 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 you were one of the funny. first people. You were one of the first people that I met that made me feel like, made us feel like we could do this priest thing. Like, oh yeah, we could do this priest thing, man. Yeah, Dami, yeah, Dami, she know she, she be on her stuff, but yeah, Dami be <laughs> she down I'm, to earth, man. We I'm love just a it. regular person. It. I like to keep it real. Yeah. If, I wish I had a, uh, I wish I had a couple people like me around when I first came in because I would be mm. more encouraged. But it's all good. We go through our own thing, so it's all right, good. right, right, right. Yeah, we definitely needed you and people like you around for us to come up. Yeah. So congratulations on your chieftaincy. Yes. I say. <laughs> I say, so, yeah. How how does it feel to be the the youngest chief in our organization? I'm humbled. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm very humbled. Um Yeah, that's really all I can say. I mean, you know, <laughs> when we think about getting all these titles and everything, um I'm I'm learning that, you know, I've never been a person to really give people credit off of status. Mm -hmm. I give you credit mm -hmm. off your character. Right. You know, I don't really care what title you carry. So um, for me, it's like, oh, you know, it's a bit more of a little spotlight, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to even know that, you know, my elders see me, one who studies to be one to hold the position. So I appreciate mm -hmm. it, definitely. Yeah, we, we see you as that too. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, I will follow Lou, uh, his wife. Bye -bye. Like if we were in yeah. church, I would consider y'all our prayer warriors. Like it's, it's something, it's something about when Iadami prays, it's like, man, <laughs> yeah, I want Iadami praying for me. Right. I want, uh, I will follow Lou praying for me. Yeah. I mean, it's like a science and an art for y'all to pray. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your spiritual journey and how you got here. Okay, so my spiritual journey, it's been about, uh, about 14 years since, you know, being introduced to the tradition and whatnot. Um, I was introduced by an ex-sister-in-law of mine. Um, she was married to my brother at the time. And she got into Ifa. We all went to the same church, but she got into Ifa when she stepped away from the church. We kind of like all transitioned due to different stuff that was going on. And uh, she wanted me to go to a ceremony with her. And, you know, I was like, 
I'll go, but you know, I need mm. to know what these people doing. I need to know what these people saying, you know, make right. sure y'all ain't around here. Some Satan worshipers. I don't know. You right. know, I don't know. So I had to right. make sure. So I went up in there and uh uh I met I met Baba Femi, I met Baba Shango Dare. And it was just more or less a vibe. Like it's a funnier story to it, but it was just more or less a vibe. I was feeling the vibe and understanding, like, okay, this don't seem too far off. I was always making the connections between where I had came from and what I was looking at. So um, it was like that for me. I was more intrigued to the divination part. I got mm -hmm. right on the divination piece and I was just divining and asking questions and asking questions and I just got real deep into it. So that's what kind of really pulled me into uh, trying to be like really hardcore into studying about the tradition. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We want to hear the funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy Shango Dare. You know, y'all know Baba. He he. Mm -hmm. We got love for the for the Akansamo. <laughs> we got love for him, but he is definitely a character. Um, I had just met him, and I'm sitting there in the corner. And you know, he going around putting this white stuff on people's head, putting F one on people's head. Mm -hmm. And he just walked up on me and he was like, uh. And I was like, nigga, what you doing? Like, I'm being on my back. <laughs> but I just <laughs> I'm like, bro, what is you doing? Like, what is you doing? And he was like, it's for your protection, nigga. And he did it again. And I was just like, you know, man, like, okay, these people, they kind of speak my language. Right. So, you know what I mean? We can have some understanding. But furthermore, into the into the ceremony, when you listen to the prayers, when you listen to what they're praying for, long life, good health, prosperity, wealth, you know, alignment with your destiny, all of those things, those are the things that really gravitated me, like like really mm -hmm. captivated me rather. You right. know what I'm saying? And uh, because I've always been a person, even in the church, because I'm I come from that, that's my background. I've always been a person to be like about the purpose, purpose-driven life. Mm -hmm. I want to live my purpose, I want to live my destiny. I won't, I don't want to just be out here. Olivia, lost and turned out, you know, I want some direction and I want some, you know, some focus and some support with that. So it was just certain things that really captivated me, but more or less the divination piece. Listening to Baba, my first reading, you know, I told him, if you say something crazy, I'm kicking this shit over, bro. I just got to <laughs> tell you right now. Don't tell me my mom about to die. Right. Don't tell me nothing, nothing crazy. It, it got to resonate. You right. know, right. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you got a strong spirit." I'm like, "Look, I ain't got time for for no gloom and doom." You know, right. I come out of a holiness of hell type church lifestyle, so you mm -hmm. can't come and tell me just about anything. Right. But um, it was always something that just it made sense. It connected with my common sense, and I feel like anything that connects with your common sense, that's that's divine. That's right. that's where it's at. All the other right. stuff we could get we could get real deep. But if you can't make common sense out of it, what good does it do for you? Right. So, right. That was my so story. Short so you was going to kick everything over, huh? I was definitely about to kick everything over. That's not fun. You can't come in here telling me no crazy stuff. I had a I had a person who, my first person who I had a reading with, and she kind of was like that with me. I was like, damn, this is what Bible felt. When I told him the first time I had a reading, I understand that. I'm going to be mm -hmm. calm, patience, learn, you know. Learn some, right. learn some patience and tact, as my father right. said. And and Baba is a master at that too. He's a master at understanding what he can or what he shouldn't say in a divination. And I've I've experienced that a bunch of times with Baba, where 
I'm thinking what Baba might say. And then Baba, Baba just, Baba is just smooth. He real, he real smooth, man. And he'll not say some things that might, that he just doesn't feel need to be said at the time. And yeah, he has a lot of, as you say, tact. He's, he's yes. brilliant with that. Yes. Yes. You yes. learn, you learn as you, you know, you get into it, you learn, you learn. So definitely I've learned, I'm learning mm. uh, how to utilize my words in a proper way. All right. so, I say. So question for you. So what was it like um, growing up as the daughter of a preacher? It was, it was church. It was church. It was a lot of rules. It was a lot of regulations. It was a lot of, it was a lot of church, but um, I feel like it gave me a strong foundation, you know, hindsight 2020 mm -hmm. at the moment, I wouldn't have never, you know, expected myself to be here as a, as an EFAR priest. Never. Um, I was a young minister in the church and I feel like it gave me a strong sense of discipline. <clears throat> it gave me a strong foundation as well to understand just some things about self. Mm. Um, when you really think about Christ consciousness or what it truly represents, you know, it's all about you understanding who you are, right. know thyself. So that's really what we come to do here in Ephah is truly to know ourselves, right. to trust our Ori, to know of our Ori, to know of our destiny. So um, in making the connections, looking back, like I said, hindsight 2020, you know, I'm grateful, but Growing up in a church, it was a lot of, it was a lot because, you know, now I'm making connections for things that I didn't understand then, but I translate them to understanding them now, mm -hmm. even in aspects of how one can be, let's say, possession, right? Spirit coming over one, different things like that, um, different dynamics of just what our culture represents and how we connect to spirit, through dance, through drum through divination, you know, things of that nature. And that's that's all throughout our culture. You know, right. it's just how you know of it, how you recognize it, how you understand it. It's all the same. It's Absolutely. all the same. You just got to make the connections. Absolutely. Pretty much so, it. So when you finally dove right in and said, hey, I'm going to do this E5 thing, and you told your family, how did they react? Let me tell you. I ain't really tell my family nothing. Yep, let me tell you. Hold on. I need to drink some water. Let me tell you. <laughs> I ain't really told my family nothing. Um, I decided to go ahead and get my uh to get my my ceremony. I got my ceremony and I came home with all my stuff. You know, you got your SU, you got your ovum, you got yeah, you know, you want to set up a little space for some ancestors, you got your e you know, whatever. My ephos had a, a, a goat hoof in it, you know. I had a lot of things going on. So I had my all my stuff set up in a closet. And one day uh, I had a, a candle burning, a seven-day candle burning with my ancestors. I had a fire issue, everybody. And um, my mom came into my room and she was like, what in the devil? What 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 is this? Like you got to get all of this. I rebuke you. She's slagging holy oil, going in, going ham, going crazy. And I'm just like, you gotta understand, you know, you gotta understand that this we gotta go back to our traditions and this and that. But she right. wasn't having it. No, she holding this to hell. She like, nah, you gonna have to, you gonna have to work it out. So it was a lot of internal struggles. Um, mm. you know, outside of that big, you know, dun dun dun. The daughter ain't in the church no more, you know. 
So right. what is what is this goat foot? What what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what what is these black nuts? Why you got your daddy picture in here? You burning the candle? What are, who are you calling on? You right. know, so all of that stuff is of course taboo for the Christian and in the church. You know, so it was a very big shock for my mother. For my brothers, not necessarily. They was like, well, you always been kind of weird. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, even my family, other family, they like, yeah, you always been kind of weird. I got cousins now where they like, all I know is ever since your ass went to Africa, you ain't been the same. You ain't you ain't the same. You all on some peace shalom. And I'm like, <laughs> bruh, like, we need to be peaceful. Right. <laughs> you know, and there's a time and place for everything. Good character. Right. But um, it took a lot of it, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of prayer. I ain't gonna lie. It took a lot mm -hmm. of prayer, praying to Ifa, praying to my implements, praying to my ancestors, for them to understand what it is that I'm doing, mm -hmm. and for them to support me in it, for them to help my family to to understand, and for them to support me, even for the things that they don't know, to have an understanding that there's something beyond this whole grand scheme of what we call the Almighty, all knowing. Right. You know this whole thing about destiny. So it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of God told me you're going to hell, but I gotta be okay with it type conversation. <laughs> and I got okay with it. I stopped, I stopped, I stopped taking it personal. Because right. I started understanding that, you know, I know your resource is only one book. And I can read Odus that sound like scriptures. Right. And I can make connections to scriptures to Odus and different things and concepts of what we just know this whole thing about life is. So I just stopped taking it personal because I understand that, you know, ignorance. It can um, it can be blinding. So right. I stopped taking it personal and I just start praying for my family, especially in the whole the whole aspect of um, when you talk about you pray for your family, you pray for their for their protection. But then sometimes understanding how sometimes how people set themselves against you in a in an unknowing, a unconscious, a subconscious state of being. Mm -hmm. But your spirit guides are still here to protect you. Right. So I still have to not only fortify myself, but still say, you know, look, y'all, it's okay. It's okay. They're not against me. So I can't allow it to harbor any, any, any grief, disappointment. I can't harbor the pain mm -hmm. of my mama telling me, God told me you're going to hell. I got to get past that because I don't need my spirit guys now coming up against her. Like she's an enemy. She's not, she's my wow. mother. She's, a, she, she's doing what she thinks she knows to do. All so right. I can accept the guidance and I've always been one to understand that, you know, when it comes to information and knowledge, you eat the meat and you throw away the bones. That that applies, you apply. Mm -hmm. That that don't, you dish it to the side. There's no 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 harm, no foul. So right. I had to learn and stop arguing with people. Stop trying to prove shit. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to prove. Right. I ain't got nothing to say. You believe what you want to believe. You living in hell right now. I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, you know. So definitely, any fire teaches us that we know that our Isheshe is our Ori, is our ancestors. So, right, right. What's the spirit that I had to learn, um, or that I'm learning? Because I just had an experience about a week ago. A friend of mine, like that, I've known for forever. Like a very close friend of mine told me that they listened to an episode of the podcast that talked about my spiritual journey and was like, oh, you hate God. And I was like, okay, then. That's what we're that's what we going with. <laughs> you know. Um, and at first I felt a certain type of way. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, in my true Shango way, I wanted to react. Then mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I, I get it. I understand. So it's not personal, you know. So yeah. I just I just accepted it, and I'm just going, like you said, I'm just going to pray for it anyway. So that's all we can do. That's all right. we can do. Right. Um. Yeah. So. For the people out there who don't know anything about Orisha, how would you explain Yemoja? Omiyo Yemoja. Yemoja is um, she's a she's a she's a feminine deity. She is a mothering spirit. Um, she comes through the aspect of the waters. So we know Yemoja. Uh, through the traditions, through all aspects of water, from the ocean to the river to the elements within the sky. So <clears throat> Yemonja, traditionally, the stories tell us that Yemonja is the one who birthed all the Orishas. So Yemonja is the mother Orisha. She is the mother spirit. She is the one that sanctions birth and motherhood. Um, Yemonja is is a mother. She's all of a mother. She's what nurtures and she what she's she is what corrects at the same time. You know, she is what provides and she is what preserves at the same time. Um, Yemoja is a is a part of that divine feminine force when we talk about all of those feminine divinities. Um, for me, I don't separate the waters. I don't separate Yemoja Oshun or Yah. They all are encompass one another. Um, so definitely they all speak of a mothering energy, but Yemoja within herself, she is the great big mother. She is the, she is the great mother. Right. And how does that Yemoja show up for you? How does, how does Yemoja manifest for you or within you? Yemoja. So when we think about, when we talk about um, becoming priest or getting crowned Orisha, so each one of us have our own path of Orisha. So you shall go, you have a path of Shango. I'm Yemoja, I have a path of Yemoja. You're Obatala, you have a path of Obatala. Um, so my path of Obatala, or excuse me, my path of Yemoja is Awoyo. So Awoyo is like an elder mother spirit. Um, so how Yemoja expressed through me is a lot of ways through like a lot of, like an old, old mother, you know, um, that nurturing aspect, always wanting to take care of everybody, wanting to make sure everybody's good. But Yemoja mm -hmm. also manifests through me through actual, like, you know, being mounted, possession, different things of that nature, mm -hmm. talking about healing, bringing forth certain messages. So um, it just depends on really how you work with your with your Orisha spirit. But how my Orisha spirit works through me is more of through a channel um, and how she, you know, expresses her herself through healing, through medicine, through actually being possessed or mounted and things of that nature. Um, Game on Jaw Spirit, <laughs> it uh, really expresses through me through my generosity. So I'm at my greatest element as I'm giving. Mm. So now we're going to talk about one of your uh, most favorite things in Ifa, uh, the tool of divination. Uh, That's to know. <laughs> it's one of the foundational aspects of our tradition. And when we talk about uh, divination, we always talk about this thing called Odu. So what is Odu and what is the importance of Odu being feminine? Odu is that 
the divine consciousness, it is a it is sentient, it is living. Odu is that dark matter consciousness. Odu is what brings us existence, creation. Um, Odu is what we know to be also a part of our oracles, uh, what connects to all 256 um, oracles, the primary oracles of the first 16. Odu is feminine because of it represents the womb. Everything within the aspect of how we look at our whole divination system, the opan, that is the womb. The, the pounding of the okin, ikin, and the marking of the odu, that is the whole inner act of the sexual display of how odu comes into existence. We go into the dark matter consciousness, the ikin, and we call down the marking of the odu. So we bring the light. It is all feminine. It's all feminine. Um, Odu is also feminine when we look at when we look in the uh, the oracles how it tells us that Odu is feminine, and it speaks how um, it is Odu that didn't want other women to see her, mm. and the aspect of that is because of we are Odu. So, mm. and to see ourselves, it would it would it would um it would <laughs> it would actually like trigger an an off kilterness when we talk about um, us really knowing ourselves. We have to be. That feminine energy is more of a being and not of a knowing. The masculine energy is more of a doing. So the feminine energy within itself, it just speaks of existence. Right. It speaks of how things come into existence. And that's Odu. Odu tells us how things come into existence. Hmm. And you teach uh, divination. You actually taught us uh, a specific type of divination. How would you explain the mechanism of divination and what type of divination do you teach so divination within itself is just you know how you communicate with spirit um it may be certain different apparatuses that you use to connect with spirit um or it could just be that that whole tuning into your divine that's really mm -hmm. what it's about tuning into your own divine to really tap into what it is that you know what it is that you need to remember and what it is that you need to do and be um, so the divination process that I teach is OB divination. Well, I teach div divination in general, but for the basis of what I specify on is OB divination. And OB divination is the fundament for us when we look at, for practitioners in Ifa, when we look at the whole premise of the divination system from Dilokun to Ifai King to Opele, however that translates, OB divination sets that fundament with the 16 oracles. Mm -hmm. So Edgyogbe all the way to Ofun. Mm -hmm. um, Obi divination is our primary source of how we communicate with our spiritual implements. So as we get our Ifa, as we get our um, Orisha, or some people get shrines and different things of that nature, uh, it is not just for us to go to them and to give to them things, although we can, but it's more or less to cultivate a relationship, a relationship of reciprocity. I'm asking you what you want and I will go and give you what you want as I am right. asking you to give me what I need mm -hmm. and I'm being specific, I'm being intentional. So that's what the divination gives us. It gives us the opportunity to be intentional with our communication um, and not just um, with our spiritual communication and not just, um, don't get me wrong. When we talk about intuition, intuition is, is, is all a part of divination. Um, the divination is to cultivate and develop the intuition at the same time 
when when I'm like, let's say you're praying to your issue and you want to go to your issue and you want to be specific, we should be specific. Issue, I want this job X Y Z. Do you need X Y Z? It confirms. Yes, wow. I need this. I need that. It also mm -hmm. gives us messages to be to be patient, to do this, to do that. So, you know, OB divination is our primary source of how us as practitioners in Ifa communicate with spirit, basically. Mm -hmm. Now I'm glad you said that part because I'm about to snitch. <laughs> so <laughs> come on, come on. I'm me ready. And my god brother here. Mm -hmm. You know, he like Baba. He loved that Opoile. But I always throw Obi every morning because I always say that I love watching how the masculine and feminine kind of you know flow together as I'm asking about the energy of my day. To mm -hmm. me, I think that's important. So I'll throw the chain and I'll throw the Obi because I mm -hmm. get to see that 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 interaction between those two energies. Yes. So tell my brother he need to be on that. I still use my Obi. I still use my Obi. I, I don't use it as much as I did before uh, mm -hmm. I got the Opele, but I still use my uh, my Obi. As a matter of fact, I keep Obi everywhere. You use it for offering. Huh? You use it for offering to see if your offering was accepted. I keep I keep my Obi on my mat too. What do you use it for other than seeing if your offering was accepted? I use it for that. If I'm somewhere else and I need to ask a question, I'll use my Obi. But but I don't I don't go into um I won't go past the five. The nine, I think I still need to work with that. That's something mm -hmm. that I still need to work on is the nine. But the yes and no and, you know, the the five uh, positions, mm -hmm. I, I can kind of, I can work with those. The nine, I think I still need some more work with that. But uh, the Obi room, the Obi room uh, was and still is uh, instrumental in our growth. Uh, you taught us Obi divination. Uh how would those who are not familiar with the tradition uh, start to divine and uh, communicate a dialogue with spirit? And how would they go about learning that from you? Um, I wanted to say something to what Fafore just said real quick. Yeah, he tried to, he tried um, to start around that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, one thing that... Um, uh, what what's his name? What I'm saying? What's his name? Baba Dare, Shango Dare. What he teaches us is that you know the Obi divination, like the Opele, it's gonna give you, it's gonna give you some specifics. You know, it's gonna definitely give you some some specifics, especially if you're looking at categories, you're looking at Irebi, you're looking at a lot of things. Right. That Obi though, it's kind of like it gives you that bird's eye view, right? So I'm just looking, I'm looking from heaven down. And when you get to see, like, like he's saying, you know, the interactions between uh, those those masculine and feminine forces and things of that nature, we even see that with the Opele too, though. You know, with the dark, with the light, light and dark uh, energies and how mm -hmm. the chain falls. Mm -hmm. So um, even with the different aspects of how Odu represents certain feminine or uh, masculine um, elements, right. so we see that too. But the Obi divination it kind of gives you like it kind of gives you a bird's eye view. Like, mm. you know, it's just like, okay, this says I got the, I got the, the old dude here that I threw with the chain. It tells me, okay, I got the ability to solve my problems, but I refuse to pull the trigger. 
the OB going to show me why I'm refusing to pull the trigger. Like, right. you know what I mean? I don't really have to look all into all the categories and all that stuff because I'm looking at the categories based on these positions and directions of these Kyrie shells and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I get it because um, outside of teaching it, I use my toilet more too. I do. I just be like, let's get to the point. If I right. remember right. what's going on, <laughs> then let's 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 move forward. So definitely, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's what whatever is up to you. I always tell people though to start with the five. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are taught different ways. Like we have even um, owls within our group or within our organization who have been taught different ways. My way of how I was taught, or I teach how I was taught, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is why I try to explain a lot of times to uh, God children um, and God siblings, too, though, because sometimes they're like, well, Baba, Baba does it this way. And I'm like, look, you have to understand people teach how they were taught is you, you have to understand that this 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 guy was given something and he was put on the fast track to something, you know, and he had to be because his Aluo passed. Mm-hmm. So he had to be put on a fast track to what if I wanted him to know and what if I wanted him to do to open up the door for all of us while right. we're here today. So when it comes down to his eyewalls or his ears and it's like, you know, some of us, we can quickly catch on to some things and some of us, it takes us a little longer to catch on to things. It's not for anybody to get discouraged. Because again, he only teaches the way that he was taught. But your process of learning is your process of learning. And you got to take your time, you know, at what you're doing, no matter what. Um, But I always teach people based on the five first. I do. Um, And I like to separate the levels of interpreting because sometimes when you just give everything at all once, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of information that you can get out of OB Divination. It's a lot of different things that you can interpret. I've set up and they've interpreted some things for people just off of Vitaagoon with the Obi, just cola nut alone, not even the Kyrie shells, just cola nut. And they like, how did you get that out of that? Well, it's a lot of different things that we see in this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So um I always start with the five because the five within itself, it don't just tell us yes or no. It tells us a lot of things too. It tells us if we got some scattered energy. It tells us if we need to focus on our character. It tells us if we need to be grounded, to be centered, to release worry, to release stress and burdens. It tells us, yes, it tells us no. It tells us if our ancestors back us. It tells us if we receiving some blockages. It tells us a lot. So it's just more about the more you know, the more you know. It's kind of like that. You know, if you see it, then you know it. But sometimes people just, they just don't know how to interpret it. That's all. But I always teach with the five. I start off with the five, the basic yes or no, because everybody's going to ask yes or no questions anyway. That's what they want to know. Even when you do a reading for somebody with your apuele, you have to tell them, I'm going to do a reading. And then if you got questions, you can ask me your questions afterwards. You know, you got yes or no questions on some specific stuff. Should I be with him? Should I this? The old dude said, break out of a situation and you still asking, should you be with him? Okay, whatever. Let's ask the question. But, <laughs> you know, but, right. you know, you, you, you have to do that. So um, I start with the basic yes or no. 
And I help people to understand how to read more energy into that, how to read more into the energy, rather, um, to see the different aspects of positions of Kyrie shells, colon, up, whatever it looks like, the directions and different things and how those add to the interpretation. Um, it can be very complex, you know, just depending on how deep you want to go. It is. It is complex. I think uh, that was my thing was like, man, this is a lot. I have to put this. I had to go use this, use that. I used to tell Jimmy all the time. I used to tell Fafori all the time. Uh, man, I can't wait till we get this, uh, this appointment because it's straightforward. <laughs> Baba drop it in this, in this boom. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but if what if uh, if people want to find you and want you to be the person to teach them Obi divination, how would they go about doing that? The Obi Room, that's Facebook, that's Instagram. And on those pages, I have links to connect with me, whether it's the course that I have online, because I do the OB Divination class, but it's just specifically online with pre-recorded lectures and um, slides and different things of that nature. And um, yeah, you can contact me directly through the OB room, whether that's Facebook or Instagram. Right. And this is for practitioners and non-practitioners alike, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to be any far to uh, practice OB divination. Uh, we have a god brother who's from Austria and um, he was trying to receive his tefa. And he was giving people OB divination readings in Austria with pennies. Mm. And um, he made it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he made it, he made it. And he's doing well in Austria as well. So uh, yeah, you don't have to be a practitioner of Ifa. Um, it's just more or less understanding some basics, understanding some fundaments of what, how, how we understand things through our tradition, and that'll get you through pretty much mm -hmm. understanding Obi divination. All right, and the classes are dope. Uh, me yeah. and Shayun took the class. We man, we was trying to figure this thing out. We had books, and I really couldn't quite. We couldn't get it. And then um, Bible said, "Hold tight." I'm gonna have somebody um, teach a class, and then and you taught that class. Was that the, the the first? Was that the the first class when you came up with the OB room when you came to Houston? When I came to Houston, no, that was, I don't remember which class that was, but we had went all around to the different oh, cities, okay. and I was that was my first time teaching it in Houston, though. Yeah, got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, did divination come easy to you, or was it something that you had to to work at? Because it seemed like it just came easy to you. Well, it is the first thing that I gravitated to and that really captivated me. Um, but I wouldn't say it came easy to me because it, it still came with a lot of trial and error, too. Right. You know, like I thought that was a yes, but it was really a no. <laughs> you know, I thought that was, you know, triumph and victory. But, you know, I guess I wasn't necessarily supported. It took it, it, it still took trial and error. Um but the whole divination piece, though, I mean, for me, the reason why I start with the five positions is because the way that I was taught was the divination piece is directly connected to your devotion. So for me, it wasn't just me asking questions, just just questions. You know, um, I started that way. But as I transitioned, because I was I was doing OB divination before I had even got my Shafa, before I had even got my one hand to be five. It was, I was taking my sister-in-law's OB and I was asking questions. I had a piece of paper that had the five positions on it and it said, yes, no, maybe, and this is what you do. 
So all of this, what I got online, I'll be like, and people still be asking me questions and stuff. I'll be like, man, like, this is crazy because I, st- I started with that one sheet of paper. And um, I was just asking questions like, you know, questions. Is it this? Right. Is it that? Is it that? Is it this? Right. And, you know, I was being led and guided. Um, but it was something that was that was natural. I won't say it was easy, but I will say that it was something that was natural for me. Mm-hmm. Um even when it comes down, that's why I said like that whole connection to the, to making the connection to the pieces of my life, not forsaking the things that I learned in the church, not forsaking the things that I learned as a child coming up mm-hmm. and understanding them now. Um, it was all about just that connection, you know, that connection to your inner self, your inner self. I've always been one to say, whenever I pray to God and I ask God to show me this or show me that God showed me me. Right. And at the end of the day, that's how I saw the divination. It was like, okay, this is me. I'm looking at me. Right. And as above, so below. As within, so without. So that whole connection, that whole trusting your inner spirit, building your intuition, those things are important. Those things are important because when you are divining, you know, some things can be a bit far-fetched because it's, it's like, I can't foresee that. You know, how can I trust that? And I can't necessarily foresee that. If I says yes, but this circumstance says no, how can I, how can I trust that? Mm-hmm. Um, so it challenges us. And that's why you have to have that inner knowing. You've got to have that inner knowing within yourself. And if anything like disconnects you to that, that's, that's what you know. It ain't, it, that ain't it. Like, right. that's not it. I tell people all the time, if you lose your own good common sense and all of this, that was your God given right. Like that was for free. You know, if you lose all of that and you so spiritual that you know earthly good, Mm. notice the way. Go back to church, go back to the to the temple, whatever you needed to do, go back to that because this ain't it. You're gonna, you know, confuse yourself and invite certain entities in that have not been identified, and that's dangerous. Right, right. That's powerful. Mm. You said you so spiritual, you know earthly good. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be that. I'm definitely using that. Yeah, you don't want to be that. That's gonna be my version. That dog. You in the blood. I'm saying we gotta be balanced. (laughs) We gotta be balanced, though. You know, we gotta be balanced. So, you know, I know a lot of. Folks, my, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of hoteppers. We got a lot of crystal, crystal wearing, bearing, mm-hmm. Aleke rocking. Right. And when it comes just to what Ifa says, pull the trigger, make the choice, make the sacrifice, do what you need to do. We don't know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. So what good is all of this? Right. Right. You know, I'm done with giving people divination that. The answer is right in front of you, but because you want to do what you want to do, you refuse. Then do what you want to do. Don't waste my time. Right. Don't waste my time. I got other people to do readings for, other things to do. Absolutely. A lot. So Absolutely. Uh, definitely, you know, when it comes to that, you got to be grounded. You got to be mm-hmm. grounded. Right. You don't want to lose yourself. It's funny that you mentioned balance because uh, me, O'Shea, and uh, the other eight of our veggies, we need some balance. Um, okay. This whole season is dedicated to the divine feminine. Okay. It was told to the whole group of us 
when we got initiated that we needed to get in tune with this divine feminine thing. And um, <laughs> me and O'Shea would always talk about all our readings are come back from my godmother, like you're too masculine, you need to be more feminine. You need to, and I'm like, man, what what that look like? Like, I don't know what that looked like. Um, Oh, so that, that, I mean, that sounds good. I want to be that too, but uh, right. that look like. Um, so with that, it being dedicated to the divine feminine. And mm. uh, all last season, our conversations were about our spiritual journey, experiences that we had and things that we had studied and, and things that we felt like we had, you know, a good handle on. Mm -hmm. But this season, we're taking our followers on the journey with us to uncover this whole divine feminine thing. Gotcha. So how would you define the divine feminine? And why is it important for, to us? The divine feminine is just a part of our sacred makeup, our polarity. So that divine feminine aspect again, is that aspect of, it is the intuition. It is a consciousness. It's really a consciousness. When we talk about that divine feminine, everybody has their opinion on what femininity is, but that's not divine femininity. Divine femininity connects back to existence, creation. It's, it's, it's not the things that society has told us what women should be, what feminine, what feminine energy should be. It's none of that. This feminine force can be just as nurturing and just as fierce at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that feminine energy, but it is a receptive energy. It is an open energy. It is an emergent and an expansive energy. Um, that energy within itself, to be balanced, it needs the masculine. It needs the divine masculine. All of us, we carry our divine feminine and our divine masculine. It's more about having the balance. So for how I recognize the divine feminine is, again, the knowing. It is. It is to be. It is not to do. It is to be. Mm -hmm. Whatever that masculine brings to the feminine, it creates because it is. It is to be. Whatever... Uh, it, it brings the result. It is the result. Right. It is to be. And that is that divine feminine consciousness of, of and this awareness of just a receptivity. It's an openness. It's an exchange. It is nurturing. It is nurturing of oneself. It is nurturing of others. It is abundant. It is not stingy. Mm. It is open. It's expansive. Um, but again, it's a consciousness. And that consciousness, it should always lead us to the collective consciousness. Mm. Because when we look at the divine feminine, that always connects us to Mother Earth. That's the best way for us to even understand divine femininity, mm. is to understand Mother Earth, understand her cycles, understand the time when it's for her to purge, the time when it's for her to to flourish the time when it's for her to go within mm. that is understanding that divine feminine energy so to put it all in the in a wrap i would say it's more about our intuition that intuition is our knowing it is our being it is not what we think we need to do what we know you know somebody would say it's more of the creative mind as the masculine energy is more of the logical mind you know, it can be defined as many things, but for me, I see it as a consciousness. Mm -hmm. It is a consciousness. Um, 
I think it's funny that you asked that question because um, when you sent me the questions, um, I was talking to uh, Ia Gigi because we was just we was just jabbing, just talking on the phone, and um, she was reading something to me about uh, about the Alafine and how traditionally the Alafine has like these women, eight women who are seen as his wives, but they all have different roles. Um, some of them take vows of celibacy. Some of them do this, some of them do that. But each of them have a specific role in the kingdom. But a lot of these roles are unknown of. They're unheard of. But these are the women who are practically running the kingdom. But it's unheard of. It's unknown of. That goes back to that aspect of when you say the women are the neck, the man is the head. I could run all kinds of things, but it's in how I do it. That divine feminine energy is is subtle. That divine feminine energy is is a force that it moves within itself. It brings it, it solidifies. It brings wholeness because it is to be. It is not to do. It is not to act. It is not to think. It is to be. So whatever is brought to it, it makes it because that's the divine feminine energy. I the consciousness. Wow. So uh, <laughs> right there. it is. So uh, for, for Foray, myself and other people that may be listening, uh, how do we tap into that? Like particularly you talked about uh, intuition. How do we tap into that intuition and have the confidence to uh, to follow it? Because sometimes what I feel is my intuition sometimes it goes against my reason or it goes against my logic. And I tend to follow my logic uh, more often than not, but I want to be able to follow what I think is my intuition. So how would you suggest that people uh, tap into that? Well, I mean, that whole thing, when you talk about that feeling, that is that divine feminine energy. Mm. So you one have to feel. Mm. I can't, strategize myself out of my feelings right i gotta feel what i'm feeling i definitely gotta feel it and the only way to build intuition is to trust it that is the only way to build intuition there is no uh there is no even your divination if you find yourself divining and it's something that you already knew and then if just comes and confirms it that builds your intuition but still for you to move out on what Ifa says you still gotta trust your intuition so the only way to build intuition is to trust it and it's just to move on it when you have those divine feelings those instincts those gut feelings move on trust it Mm -hmm. allow it to show you to be proof um but again that's why we said that creative mind that logical mind my creativity sometimes can be blocked by my logic Mm. because my logic says lines should only go this way Right. <laughs> but right. my creativity says, now nah, let's put some circles in this shit. Let's let's <laughs> let's do some triangles. Let's do some other shit. Let's do some squiggly lines. Let's right. do some shit that we don't even care. Let's just be creative. Right. right? So that's the feeling. That's the let me move off of what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this color. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that logic says, let me explain this feeling. Mm-hmm. Let me let let me detail. Let, let me bring. Yeah, that's beautiful because we need the both to create. Mm-hmm. We need the both to create. If you yourself could have imagined what your daughter 
would be baby Samaya. If you yourself could have said, I want Samaya to be all of this, you would have never gave any room for Samaya to, to exist. Right. You had to trust the process of creation and creation brought you Samaya. Right. I'm sure. So all of that started from a feeling. All of that started from desire. Mm -hmm. That is the divine feminine. That divine feminine force is is a again, it's a consciousness. And that's why I'm saying just as you come to a, this this awareness of a strategy, a logical way to do things, you also come to this awareness of how to just be. Mm -hmm. And I trust who I am. I trust who I was created to be. Right. All of that. That 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 dark side, that light side. I trust it because it is who I was created to be. Sure. So the more we, you know, for um, what I find is that like when I talk to like my brothers, I'm the only girl. I got all brothers. And sometimes it's like, you know, well, as men, we want solutions. We want to bring you a solution. And that's your logical mind. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, sometimes as women, when we talking to you, it's like all you telling me is your feelings. And that's <laughs> I need a solution. I'm trying to give you a solution. You telling me your feelings. But if we can bring that together, we right. can create something different. Mm -hmm. We can create something different. So um, for us as women, what I what I saw when I was um, when, when I was uh, talking to my sister friend, my sister, uh, Ia Gigi. And we were talking about the Alafin and how, you know, these women who are to be in place and this and that. And even I said, now think about that. Think about how, how that mindset right there challenges our current mindset today as women. Mm -hmm. You run the kingdom, but you ain't never going to be seen. Right. You run the kingdom, but you ain't never going to be heard. Mm. That challenges us as women. Mm-hmm. That definitely challenges us as women, especially in today's age, right. where we want to be seen, we want to be heard. Right. But as much as we're being seen, as much as we're being heard, how much progress are we having? I show you. How mm. how productive are we able to be? We having a lot of conversations, but are they moving us anywhere? Mm -hmm. mm. So. Right. I think that, you know, when we talk about this whole divine feminine energy, divine masculine energy, we got to we got to take the caps off like the caps, the caps, the limitations, as well as the lies that we've been told these these stereotypes in these roles. So this is your role. This is your role. This is your role. This is your role. No, it's not about that. Um, it's really not about that because everybody's expression of that divine of that divinity is different. At the same time, there are some specific things of what that divine feminine energy should be in you and in me. Mm -hmm. Not about you being man or me being woman. Right. Right. Just in, just in what that should be in you and me and how that should represent an aspect of balance. But the Orisha teaches us that every Orisha, as it is a warrior, it is a nurturer. Mm -hmm. Every Orisha. That's from the feminine Orisha to the masculine Orisha. Shango is a fierce masculine energy, but it's a very feminine energy as well. Cow. That's Shango. So from the way that the Shango priests wear their hair to the skirt that they wear to represent the femininity in the aspect of Shango, we have to understand that 
everything in nature speaks is balance. Mm. And if we really want to tap into that divine consciousness of divine femininity or divine masculinity, whatever that looks like, we have to tap into the consciousness of the creator. Mm. We have to tap back into our existence, what brought us to be. Because that is that divine feminine energy. It is what what allows us to see Odu. It's, a, it's what allows us to be the Ianifa, to be the Babalago. It's what allows us to be in this marketplace, the Iami, who say, and sanction us to be here in this marketplace, to do exchange, exchange mm -hmm. of energy, exchange of time, exchange of money, exchange of goods. Right. That divine feminine force is, again, it, it can't be, we have to understand it as a consciousness. We can't put these, these, these caps on how it can be represented because it's most definitely a nurturing, abundant spirit and it's also a very corrective and forceful spirit at the same time. Mm. It's that mother that's going to feed you and it's that mother that's going to kick you out the nest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. So do you think that women are marginalized in our tradition? And if so, uh, how do we fix that? Or how do we combat that? Yeah, definitely. Women have been marginalized in general, I think. Um, you know, just in the world that we live in, traditionally, when you look at our tradition and how it was a matriarchal society, um, and based upon, you know, colonization and a lot of other things like that mm -hmm. has shifted to be more patriarchal, uh, even in certain aspects of, and even like, even going beyond that, going a bit deeper, um, I'm going to say this, women have been marginalized by a patriarchal society. And in a lot of, in a lot of ways, we marginalize ourselves by the things that we accept. Mm -hmm the roles that we accept and yeah, we marginalize ourselves. Like, you know, when you think about, let's say traditionally, it was a matriarchal society, but we lost our power. We lost our power. Mm. Any of me for going to get on this, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> we mm. lost our power. Mm. Now, I feel that nature, the universe, what it teaches us is sometimes we have to uh, go go through extremes in order to find our balance. Mm. So even in today's society with the more patriarchal society, things are extreme. And now we're finding ourselves in the middle and going through this this time of how we're switching from, you know, these, these ages and, and times. We, we have to find our balance. <laughs> we have to really find our balance. So, right. you know, at the times where we, we lost our power and the power was given to the man in certain different societies, whether it be a gungun society, women's society, certain things of that nature, you know, it's the things that we accept. Mm -hmm. The lies that we tell ourselves, the things that we accept, you know, it that's just that's the only thing I can attribute it to. So it's not just us being marginalized because of the, the patriarchal society that we live in, but it's also the things that we accept. The roles that we take on through our misconceptions and misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. So, as it's something that can victimize us, it's also how we have to be mindful how not to victimize ourselves. Right. So that's just how I see it. 
So what do you think? What do you think needs to be done to uh, to correct that or to bring balance back? It it always going to go back to the aspect of knowing thyself, knowing knowing oneself. If if I'm here to say that the feminine energy represents what is to be, mm. then we as women have to one know who we be, who you be, right. <laughs> right. who you be. Right. If I know who I be, if I know who I am. I know how to I know how to recognize that divine masculine energy too that's gonna match my divine feminine energy. Mm. It gotta go both ways. Mm. It, it's it's not um it's and, and it's not about a man and woman thing. It's about me balancing myself. Wow. That's where it's really about at first. This whole thing in Ifa, as it's a very communal um tradition and it teaches us a lot about community and how to bring in community and things of that nature. Um it still focuses a lot on our own individual selves because in order for you to actually bring forth or and contribute something to the collective, you gotta be at a certain level individually to even contribute something to the collective. Right. So you gotta do the individual work in order to come together to do the community work. Absolutely. That's the same thing in any aspect of relationship or anything, business relationship, intimate relationship, if I'm not doing nothing over here, if y'all business partners and Fafore uh, don't do much of the business, but you do most of everything, eventually that business is going to go like this because somebody's not bringing in what they need to bring in to make this thing work as a fully functioning partnership. Even if that partnership means I'm, I'm going to give 60 right now and you give 40 right now. That's what we understand. Mm-hmm. We understand our capacities, but that's in understanding what I bring. Right. But if I don't even understand it, and I just I'm just pretty much leaving you out there on a whim. Hopefully, we get this business done. Right. So when we talk about us as you know that divine feminine force, all of us, and how we can uh, better cultivate that within ourselves. Um, one we have to just go back into what were we created to do. Um, what were we created to? What What is our purpose of being here? And once we connect to that, then we can connect to some other things. But that's the basics. We get caught up in what society tells us. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. We got to do that. Mm-hmm. And the more we do, the further away we get from ourselves. Mm-hmm. The further away we're getting away from ourselves to realize that we've accumulated all these things. And yet I still don't know who I be. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. So for me, when I hear, because um, these are, these have been conversations, honestly, um, with other women that I've been having about, you know, this divine feminine energy and, and some, certain aspects where we feel like there's some corrections that need to be made. But for one, one thing, one thing for sure is when we talk about this divine feminine energy, and how women marginalize ourselves in this whole patriarchal society is one by always looking for a man to try to tell us who we are or need to be as women. Mm-hmm. What happened to the elder women who were teaching the younger women how to be? That's how I grew up. Right. Baby, when you sit down, cross your legs. Mm-hmm. Baby, when you do this, do that. My grandmother would always give me tidbits on mm-hmm. every little thing. Even down to relationships. Don't ever let a man know where all your money is. She would tell me all kind of stuff. <laughs> all kind of stuff. But she was an elder. And she would 
talk to me as a youth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when we talk about connecting back to consciousness, we got to first connect the generations. Right. It's so many things that we, we have to do just as a people, but it works. It starts with us individually, definitely. But one, I feel we can stop accepting the roles that society has given us. One, we can build and cultivate better relationships with us as women. Um, and then for the male aspect, I feel just the support and being open, being receptive. It's not so much that one can say. Baba Femi tells us all the time, you are Ianifa, and I can give you fundamentals of Ifa, but I can't tell you how to be an Ianifa. Because right. I am a Babalawo. Right, right. We as Ianifas need to come together <laughs> right. and deal with our Ianifa business. Right. Absolutely. And that's just what it is, you know? So dealing with that women's society before we come to the collective consciousness and talk about this community stuff, just like y'all do y'all thing with, with y'all men's society. That's these are the things that we have to do when we used to have um, these rites of passages for young men, for young women, things of that nature. We need that stuff in our community. Mm -hmm. We do. We need it for the young people. I mean, how many I was thinking to myself, I said I was looking at a, a young man and he was talking and I was looking at him, how he was interacting with his woman. And I was just like, I wonder what role model he had to show him how to protect his woman. And then what male role model does she have to be able to identify a protector? Mm. Mm. We need this stuff. Right. Like it's, 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 it's paramount. It's, it, we, we need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, when we think about these things, just getting back down to basics, like I said, yeah, we have been marginalized, but a lot of times in the way that we treat each other is how we can marginalize ourselves because we fall into the stigmas. Women don't get along, this and that, this and that. And that ain't even that ain't even that ain't even the surface of true feminine, divine feminine energy. We haven't even reached the surface of. It. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that type of abundance can truly bring to us. Absolutely. Because we got this surface stuff that we still we still arguing. Gossiping, jib jabbing, talking crazy. I don't really got too much time for talking crazy. <laughs> so you know, that's a that's how I see it. That's that's my view. Oh, okay. Wow. So our Luo travels all over the world. Yes. And um, you are one of the select few that's a part of his. Um, Efa SWAT team that travels. You ain't right. <laughs> you ain't even right. Like he, he traveled with a, a very specific crew of some heavy hitters. And ironically, as you talk about the Alephine and the and the power behind that being the women, his team is all women. You know, it's three women that travel with him. Um, how did you start traveling with Baba? And um how has that experience um, been for you, um, traveling the world and meeting all these different people, helping to heal these different people, so forth and so on? Uh, so I started traveling with Baba um, 
like not long after I came back from receiving TAFA. Um, but that those, I mean, Ifar is just wonderful because those are those are honestly really my prayers that I will be able to do this thing full time. And you know, my travels are not just so much about you know all the healing and different things we do. I mean, that's that comes along with the territory. Uh, but it's more about my studies. Like I'm engulfed into my studies. Like this tradition, we can. There's a we have we have more and more literacy that's coming up. You know, this book, that book, this book, that book. But it's still an oral tradition. And a lot of things you don't know until you're doing it. You know, I've read a lot of books. I even read a lot of stuff about Tefa. And then until I actually was there with the pear feather on my head and doing all of this and all of that, I didn't I didn't understand what that book meant, even mm -hmm. though I read it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to be there, uh, to actually be with my Luo, and to get the training and even as he's getting certain training and understanding on certain things, you know, it's, it's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing. So I'm blessed. I'm definitely blessed. I can, I can be testified to being blessed. Definitely. Oh, sure. um, the experience. Uh, yeah. I started traveling with him not too long after I received TAFA and it was basically me and a partner of mine, my uh, sister, Ia's sister friend, um, we were working a business together. We were, um, we had a t-shirt business company and things of that nature. And we started wanting to move forward in the business and expand the business a bit. So we started thinking about, you know, certain things that we were doing, which was these people getting Shafa. One thing I'm not a believer in is these people who go out and get these people ceremonies, but you don't give these people no training. No learning, no teaching, no nothing. I feel like that is a disservice mm -hmm. to the culture mm -hmm. to do that, you know, and it's dangerous. And, you know, people want to blame Ifah and want to leave Ifah and say, oh, I'm going back to church. Ifah is not good. Right. No, you just didn't know what to do. Right. So, um, you know, the, the, the teaching part is what got me because that's how I was brought in. Somebody taught me. Somebody took me under their wing. Gave me these little obis, say do this, do that, these little prayers, do this, do that, you know. So that's what I wanted to do for others. And that just opened up a way. It opened up a way, you know. And that was Ifa. That was Ifa. I prayed for it. Ifa opened up a way. And that right. was it. Wow. Definitely. But I mean, it could be challenging at times because sometimes y'all know me. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm chill. Sometimes I need my time alone, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. it's it's a lot, you know, with everybody, you know, I'm like, ooh, this is totally out of my comfort zone. I need to, <laughs> I need to go to the back somewhere and chill. Right. But um, it's a part of my destiny. So, you know, the challenges, I meet them and we just keep going. But it's a blessing, definitely, to be able to travel and get to see people in different lands and just realize that we really all the same. We really all got the same damn problems. The right. same damn misconceptions. We got the same things going on, just in different languages, dialects, and understandings. But it's really the same. So it's a um, I'm blessed. Yeah. I sure. I sure. Well, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, sure. When I um, when I first got into Ifa, up, up until the time I became a priest, now I would have all these people, you know, coming to me and asking me you know, all these questions about what I was doing and, you know, 
what did that mean? What did that look like? And things of that nature. And after I would, you know, give them those preliminary answers, I wanted to introduce them to the magic, to the thing that pulled me in. So after so many questions, I was like, listen, the best way to understand this is to experience it. So, you know, you need a divination. Or sometimes people just ask me about divination. And um, they would say, you know, I need to find somebody. Do you have somebody? And I had somebody. I had a go-to person. And my go-to person was you. I see. And the reason for that was, besides you knowing your stuff, you know what I'm saying, which undoubtedly you you got divination down. Right is that the people who were coming to me, I know they were coming in at like, you know, halfway thinking, hey man, you might halfway be a devil worshiper. I really don't know, but <laughs> you know, some people know me for forever. So they like, yeah, you ain't never gave off devil mm -hmm. worship. I know you since, you know, we grew up together. But what they were looking for aside from that experience is that they were looking for somebody to be relatable. And I said, I'm going I'm to send them to Iadami because she's going to give them all of that. And without a doubt, right after people would, you know, come back to me and tell me about their experience, right after they were like, man, she told me this. I don't know how she knew that. They would talk about you. Aside from what you told them, you and how relatable you were. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was like a, a package deal. So my question for you is, is that something that you are intentional about, that about being relatable, no matter how long I do this, no matter how many titles I get, is that something that you're intentional about? Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to be me. I got to be me. If I can't be me, I don't want to be a part of it. If I got to put on a face, a facade, you can leave me out. I'd rather be myself because that's the only way that you're going to get the best of me right. if i got to do all these extra preliminaries like that's why i never took a job in sales because i don't like selling shit like you can you <laughs> if you need this you're going to get what you need like i'm i can sell it <laughs> but i never took a job in sales any of that like right i was just like no i don't want to sell nothing know what you want you know, I'm the type of person, I go in the store, I have a list. I know what I want. I go and I get what I need. And right. I go on. So um, I'm not the window shopper type. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, for me, um, and that's that's kind of like really what brought me into being more closely with Baba and just the OID side in general. Because, right. um, you know, we just real, real people. You know, most of us, we just, just, we're just us. Right. So, you know, we're not here, um, although we're practicing African traditional spirituality, we're not out here losing our, our country accents. You know, right. we're not out here trying to lose ourselves. Oh, Benny, <laughs> oh, Modupuera. I mean, that's cool. You know, don't get me wrong. Right. I, I, I can yell about verse with you. I can do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love it. I love it. There's times when I'm sitting in um, certain environments where it's more traditional and shay shay. I love it. I love it. Like, I love the vibe. I love it, you know, and to get to learn new things. Um, at the same time, I like to be be like, hey, hey, Jimmy, let me highlight you for me. You know, I like <laughs> right. to just be a regular, right. a regular person. So for me, I feel like, um, yeah, my readings, what I do, all of that 
is it goes hand in hand. You, if I can't be me, if I got to be somebody else with you on the mat, and you come, you on my mat, I'm okay with one excusing themselves. You know, I have to be able to be myself, and I think that's 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 how that's how you that's that transparency. That's how you're able to get people to really understand. We right. can we can read potkeys all day long, but we have to understand that these potkeys are like parables. And unless the knowledge and the information has been revealed to you, you don't know what you're reading. You're just reading right. something. Absolutely. The frog was told to make the elbow. The frog didn't make the elbow. This, that, that, and the third. Like, well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about an elephant was told to make sacrifice. Didn't make right. sacrifice. Human beings was able to catch it. So that was, Y'all talk about this. Why we be poaching elephants? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, what are you saying? So, I, I like to be relatable. Um, that's how I was uh, attracted to Baba Femi, Shango Dare, and just the practice in general because I was around relatable people. And I feel right. like it's important for us not to lose ourselves. I feel like that is the most important thing about this whole thing about us doing this, um, you know reprogramming our mind, leaving one way of thinking and taking on a new way of thinking. Mm. Don't let this new way of thinking be the next new thing to colonize you. This is what our Luo teaches us. Mm. I'm not here to now become, you know, an African. I am African. I'm African-American. Right. And my expression of that, it may show in different ways, but if we understand the translations, it's all connected. Absolutely. It's all connected and it's all tied up. So definitely my experiences make me. So I gotta be I'm have to be authentically myself, definitely. And when I'm not, you will know that I'm not comfortable. And most most likely I won't even involve myself in those environments. I leave. Right. You know, whatever. I don't mind. Right. 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 Well, we really, we really, really, really appreciate you spending some time with us. We knew Absolutely. that you were going to give us a lot and you went above and beyond. You went I above should. and beyond what we thought. Uh, but like I say, we really appreciate you being here with us, spending some time with us. I should. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for Great. inviting me. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank keep you. doing y'all thing. Thank Don't stop. Keep educating. Keep putting the, the real out there. And, um, you know, if I was going to bless you and expand it, definitely. Just keep doing the thing. Ashe. Ashe. Thank you all for, for joining us again. As we said, we're going to keep having this conversation about the divine feminine. Um, this is definitely something that Oshayun and myself really trying to figure out. And we think it's, you know, it's important. When I was in Panama, the last day I was there, I made an offering to Yemoja who is my mother, my compliment, Arisha. Because during that time when I was there, and we'll get into this more um, on another episode, but the conversation that I had with myself um, through the medicine had to do with how I nurture myself and stepping into my divine feminine. So I felt it was important while I was at the ocean, even though I have an ocean, you know, a short drive from my house. That was important for me to make that offering there. I felt like she was talking to me. I felt she was calling me, hey, let's spend some time. So I did that. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for going to this experience, Ia, again. Thank you so much for, for helping us to get that much closer to the divine feminine. 
So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, thank you for showing up. And remember, life's a journey. Don't forget the map. I share. Peace. Peace.